What's up, everybody? My name is Lamar Kendrick. Welcome to Street Preacher, Christian Self-Help Podcast. Check me out on LamarKendrick.com. Enjoy the ride. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lamar. Thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Hopefully, you've been following the series, which is From Pain to Gain. And in this series, we really talked about how, you know, we go through a lot of pain in our lives, in different areas of our life, at different times in our lives. But the pain does not have to be where we stay at. God has gain for us. But in order to get the gain, we have to be willing to go through the pain at times to get there. So that's what we've been talking about. And we're reading from the book of Ruth. And we talked about Ruth and what she did, but more than that, we talked about Naomi and how God was doing everything he could to bless Naomi. And by blessing Naomi, he was going to bless Ruth and everybody else who was involved in the situation. Um, The last two podcasts that we did was really describing the pain that Naomi was going through, which was the loss of her husband and everything that came came along with that. And the loss of her two sons and everything that came along with that and her daughter-in-law going back home to her family. One of her daughter-in-laws going back to her family. So I really want to describe that to a point that we understand what that pain looked like and what it felt like. And then I want us also to put ourselves in her shoes and kind of look at how it feels for us when we're experiencing either something like that or something else that is very painful. And what it does to us, and, and more importantly, what it does to the mind, where, where it takes your mind, because that's the deciding factor in the situation, where it takes your mind, or better yet, where are you allowed to take your mind? Because pain can take your mind so many places, and if you allow your mind to go there, then it can take you to some places that you don't really want to be, and it's hard to get out of. So that's why I really want to really take that the last two podcasts to really just go in there, just go in there really deeply to, you know, what she was experiencing and what it caused her to think like and what it caused her to do and so forth and so on. But also in those two last podcasts, I want to show you too, even though she was in pain and rightfully so, she still kept moving forward. And like I said before, sometimes when you're moving forward, you don't know that you're listening to God when you're moving forward. You just know that something's in your heart and something is in your mind telling you that you have to go this direction. So you go. And then eventually, as you continue to go that direction, you find out that it was God that was that was guiding you in that direction. And in this case with Naomi, this is what's taking place here because even though she's in pain and even though she's in gave up and she believed at this time that God is not with her and that God is dealing with her wrongly because of whatever the situation may be in her mind that will cause God to deal with her in this way. She's still making moves to get out of the situation. And sometime in our lives, like I said before, we have to still make moves to get out of that situation because it, it, yeah, it hurts, but we can't stay in it. You know, we have to find the way to get out of it. And, and it's something that nobody wants to experience, which is pain, but something that we all do experience in one point at one time in our life. And it's best to learn how to deal with it, and it's best to learn how to go through it and, and allow God to get you through that situation, whatever it may be in your life. So I really want to just continue with that. But like I said, now I want to start talking about the game. 
you know, what is God doing? We touched on it in the last podcast a little bit, but I want to touch on it a little bit more now about the role that God is playing in our lives when we go into this situation, because sometime in our lives, we think we're alone. When we're going through a very painful situation, we, we think we're alone. We think God has abandoned us, and we think that there's no way that we can overcome the situation. We think that nobody understands what we're going through. We think that nobody cares what we're going through, and that's not true. And the reason why that's not true is because the moment that we're going through something, God is there. God is there when we're not going through anything. So you better believe that he's there when you are going through something. It's like a parent. You know, I mean, I really want you guys to understand this from a perspective of a parent, whether you are a parent or you have a parent, that if you're going through something, your your parent is going to be there. When you're not going through anything, your parent is there. But when you're really going through something, boy, your parent is calling you on the phone, they're driving to see you, they're flying to see you, they're catching a train to see you, they're texting you, they're emailing you, whatever they have to do to help you through your situation, they are doing. And God is no different. He, he's there for us whenever we need him. And so Naomi being in this painful situation, you better believe that God's going to be there. Like when we're in our painful situation, God is there for us. And it doesn't matter if we don't see it clearly at that time that he's there. He is there. And as we continue to make moves that's going to benefit us in the way of getting out that pain, then we will see more clearly how God is there with us. So before we get started, I want to say a word of prayer, and then we're going to get right into this teaching. Um, thank you, Father, for you know helping us through our struggle and through our hard times, it's never easy and nobody wants to experience it, but we all do experience it. And as we trust in you, we go through it and we get out of it and we overcome it. Thank you, Father, for just being a great and wonderful God and a loving God and a God of mercy and a God of knowledge and a God of help and a God of protection and a God of peace and a God of providence. Because without you, Father, we would just be caught up in situations and not have any way to get out of it. Without you, Father, we'd be caught up in circumstances and not know how to get out of it. Without you, Father, we'd be caught up in our own mind and lose sight of who you are. But because of you, Father, we're not caught up in our own mind. We're caught up in your word and your word of truth and what it tells us to do in every situation to get out of it. So thank you, Father, for this. In the name of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, amen. So now I'm going to get into the scripture, but... I want to, you know, talk a little bit about me for a minute, and then we can go right into it. Um, I remember a time in my life where I was working, you know, on the playground with some kids, and at the same time, I was um, working out, you know, outside of that, you know, but I was jump roping, and I was jump roping on concrete, and that's never a good thing to do, but that's what I was doing. I was probably like... Um, 40, maybe 40, 42 at that time. And um, I was jump roping on concrete and eventually it, it did something to my knee. It tore something in my knee. And um, I remember for like a year and a half, I could not truly walk well at all. It was very painful. But even though I was in pain, I was still going to work and I was still working with those kids. And I couldn't run as fast as I was before when I was running, playing games with those kids. But I was hobbling and doing the best I could to get over that situation. But it was very painful. Every time I took a step, it was painful. Even when I was going to bed at night, I was in pain. I, I couldn't get over the pain that I experienced just by laying in the bed and, and not doing anything. 
how much pain I was experiencing. And, and I didn't, at times, I didn't think it was ever going to go through. And I was just wondering why this was happening to me. And I was just doing a good thing, you know, and what is going on. But I never really, I never thought that God did it to me. It was just like, I don't understand how this happened to me. At that time, I didn't. As I look back on it, I realized it was the jumping the rope and all that, so forth. But at first, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I was, something was wrong with my knee. And, um, you know, I always used to run a lot. I used to get on the treadmill and I run and I run and I run for an hour and I run at the fastest speed and I couldn't do that anymore. And that was something that I wanted to do again. I was only like, like I said, I was like 40 or 42, something like that. And, you know, I wanted to do that again. And everything I did was to get me to that point again, to where I was able to do it again. But the process of getting to that point again was very painful. I had to go to physical therapy. I had to do the exercises. I had to um, put stuff on my knee. I had to pray by the conflict. I had to stretch out a tremendous amount of time and all that stuff. Even though me saying it sound easy, it was not easy under my condition at that time. So I understand how pain tell you don't do it. Just let it go. Give into it. Forget about it. But if you want to see a better day, a brighter day, then you are going to have to continue to go. And sometimes you're not going to have the direction you're just going to go because you believe this is the right way to go. And that is God encouraging you at that time. And then as you continue to go, God revealed to you that he has been encouraging you as well as that he has been directing your path to get out of the situation. So I really want to throw that out there for people who can look at their own life and see any situation where they have been in, whether it's been physical or mental, emotional, social, financial, whatever it may be, where it, you was in a great deal of pain and you had to find a way to come out of it and you had to do certain things to come out of it. And even when you was doing those things to come out of it, you still was in a great deal of pain and your mind really told you that give up and give in and don't do it anymore, but yet you continue to do it no matter what. So I want to throw that story out there real quick. Um, so we're going to go to the book of um, Ruth again, and we are going to be in verse, I mean, I'm sorry, chapter two, verse one. And right now we are going to start seeing God. He's revealing the situation more to Naomi of what he's doing, his presence in the situation in her life, you know, as he does with us. And it says in chapter two of Ruth, verse one, it says, and Naomi had a kinsman of her husband a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. So let's stop there for a second. So you see, Naomi lost her husband, and she lost her kids, and her daughter-in-law went back to her family, and the only person she had left was Ruth. And she heard that, that the Lord was blessing her people back where she is from, so she decided to go back there. Now, by deciding to go back there, she made a move in a direction that was going to be best for her. Even at that time, maybe she didn't clearly know that. Maybe she was going back because it was just familiar to her and it was comfortable to her. And she thought that she might be able to get a handout in one way or another, as sometimes we do when we're in situations. But she went back. And the thing about it, when she went back, she had family there, or her husband had family there. And she had he had one family member that was wealthy. So he had enough financial security to take care of her if he ever had the opportunity to. And so I want everybody to see how God directed her to go in that direction. 
because he knew what was back there for her. But if she wouldn't have went back and she was like, we're going to just stay at Moab. I don't want anybody to see me. Because sometimes we get embarrassed when we're in situations to where we had something and we don't have it anymore. And we don't want people to see us like that. So we hide. We get embarrassed. Um, and she could have did that. She could have like, I'm going to just stay in Moab because I really don't want my people to see me like this. But she didn't. She didn't have pride to stay away. She had understanding that she needed to go back. So she went back, and this was the this is God's situation. And the guy's name who was um, kin to Elimelech, her husband, was Boaz. Okay, now verse 2 it says, And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. So look at this. Ruth decided to stay with Naomi. You know, now she could have went back to her family. She could have. That was an option. Matter of fact, Naomi gave her an open door to go back to her family. But she didn't choose to go back to her family. She chose she chose to stay with Naomi. And she chose to go back to where they was from with Naomi. And they had family there. Or Naomi's husband had family there. And Ruth said, you know, let me go to the fields and, 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 and glean some corn and do this and do and, and gather some stuff, or we can have some food and and some substance. And normally, because they're like, "No, nah, girl, don't don't do that. No, nah, don't don't. You know, it's, we just back here. Hopefully, somebody help us out." But even though she wasn't seeing God, like I said, she saw glimpses of God. You know, because if she wouldn't, then she wouldn't allow Naomi to go back with her. I mean, I'm sorry, she wouldn't allow Ruth to go back with her. But she wasn't seeing the clear picture. Like sometimes with us, we see glimpses, but we don't see the full picture. And we have to continue to walk that path in order to see the whole picture. So she told Naomi, go, my daughter. So she didn't stop her. She didn't tell her not to go. So she's still making the right move, even though she's not for sure she's making the right move. Or even if she don't know she is making the right move, she's making the right move. Just like we are sometimes when, when we, let's say in school, for instance, where you're in school and... And you get your grades back, and it's not good. And you go forget school. What's the point of school? It's not any. It ain't working for me. I'm just not gonna do this anymore. And you want to quit, and you want to give up. But then you like, oh, I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna go ahead and take the class again, and I'm gonna try to figure out what happened. And you do it, and then you get your next grades, and it's really good because you hung in there and you stayed in there. So it's the same way. She's still hanging in there. What I'm telling you, she haven't completely gave up yet. Because if she did, she wouldn't have allowed Ruth to come with her. And she wouldn't have told Ruth to go ahead and go to the fields. You know, but God is using Ruth to motivate Naomi. God is using Ruth to get Naomi to see something that she's not seeing. God is using Ruth to help Naomi to survive. So God uses us to help other people at the same time helping ourselves. You know, so I need us to understand that clearly. And then verse 3 it says, and she went. And came and gleaned in the field after the reaper. And her hat was too light on a part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the land, who, I'm sorry, who was the, the kindred of Imelech. And I read that verse because I want you to see what God is doing, not in the other part of the verse, because we know what she was doing. But look at it say, Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. So God said, I already told you in verse 1 of chapter 2, who Boaz was, you know, and what he had. But I want to make sure that you understand in chapter three at the latter part that you know who Boaz is and what he has. Because I'm going to use Boaz 
to help Naomi. I'm going to use Boaz to help Ruth to help Naomi. So I need you guys to see this is what I do in your life too. I, I work things out for you if you allow me to work things out for you. So it says in verse 4, And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reaper, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. So now look at Boaz. He happens to come to this area the same day that Ruth is in the field gleaming. So coincident? I say not. God planned? I say yes. Because God is already putting things in motion for that Boaz can notice Ruth, for that Ruth can continue to help Naomi, so that Boaz can help Naomi and help Ruth. So you see what God is doing. So a lot of time, when, just because we don't see God doing anything, he's doing something to help us out in our life. So this is the beginning of the game now. This is the beginning of it because she didn't have access to do this before. And by going back, she had access to do this. So now it says, and then said Boaz unto his servant that was sent over the reaper, who damsel is this? So guess what? Bam. He noticed Ruth. He noticed her. Now, God's like, I planned this to happen. Do you like people notice us? Somebody might see us and go, you know what? I saw you working hard, and I think you'll be good for this job. Oh, I saw you I saw you over there, and you was really focused on what you was focused on. And, you know, I think, can you help me with this? Or, hey, you know what? I saw that you was really helpful in this area with the other person. So I would like to offer you something that will allow you to continue to help people. So what I'm saying is that, God going to get people to notice us if we put ourselves in a position to be noticed, if we walk with God to be noticed, whether we know we walk with God or not, we doing the move that God tells in his word that we have to do to be noticed in order to be helped. So I want, I don't want to confuse anybody, but I want everybody to understand what I'm saying in that situation. God going to allow us to be noticed as long as we continue to walk his path. So he noticed her and in verse 6 he said, And the servant that was set over the reaper answered and said, It is the Moabite damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. So guess what? Not only do they know that it's just a lady, but they know her history. So he told Boaz, Hey, it's the, the Moabite woman. Who came back with Naomi from Mobile, you know, and she's here doing this. So now Boaz got a little more information on this lady. So God is filling Boaz in on what Boaz need to know in order for Boaz to do what he need to do. So I want you guys to understand how far advanced is God? How far ahead of us is God setting up the road of success for us? Even though we've been through a painful situation. If you is in a situation where you break up with your your girlfriend or boyfriend, your husband or your wife, God is taking care of you. If you are in a situation where you lose your job, God is taking care of you. If you're in a position where you're not doing good in school, God is taking care of you. But you have to continue to go that path in order to be taken care of. So in verse 7 it says, and she said, and she, okay, in the mobile, I'm sorry, I got excited. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reaper among the seeds. So she came 
and had continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in the house. So now, guess what? Boaz is getting more information on that on Ruth. She's not only just there, but she's been there all day. So she's serious about the situation. So see, God can help us when he knows that we are serious about the situation. When we really want to come out of our pain, God can help us come out of our pain if we're serious about coming out of our pain. But if we just talking about it and not really serious about coming out of it, he can't help us to come out of it. But if we are serious about coming out of our pain, God is going to do everything he has to do for us to come out of it. But if we're serious, we're going to do certain things. So Mo, so Ruth was so serious about gathering for her mother-in-law that she was there all day. She didn't go home. She used to stay there so long that she got to kind of chill for a minute, kicking it. She tired there for a minute because she was there all day. You know, so I want you guys to understand her mindset. So when you want to get out of something, you have to have a certain mindset to get out of it. If you don't have a certain mindset to get out of it, you ain't going to get out of it. But look at what God is doing. This is the game that I'm talking about. God is setting up the situation where they can get gain in the situation. You know, so now in verse 8, it says, Then said boys unto Ruth. So now, guess what? He went from who's this damsel to find out who this damsel is to going up there and talking to her. So look what God is doing. And this is what God does to us. And I really need us to understand this clearly. God set the situation up if we are serious about getting out of the situation. And he put people in our path. He put things in our path to help us along the way. But we have to be serious. And Ruth showed that she was serious. And boy said said to Ruth, here is thou not, my daughter. Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maiden. So he's like, you don't have to go nowhere else to get what you need to get. Everything you need to get, you can get from here. I mean, because Naomi decided to go back home, she opened up a door to be blessed. Because Ruth decided to go with Naomi, she opened up a door to be blessed. Because they went back and they had kinsmen there, they opened up a door to be blessed. Because Ruth decided to go out to the fields and glean, they opened up a door to be blessed. And that's all God needs us to do is to open up a door for that we can be blessed. If we don't open up that door, we can't be blessed. So I really want us to understand that clear. And in verse 9 it says, Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap and go thou after them. Have I not charged thee? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me read it again because I want to read it correctly. In verse 9 it says, Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art a thirst, go into the vessel and drink of that which the young men have drawn. So she, he's like, you're protected, you're covered, and you have things. And isn't that what God tell us? So when we go going through something, we're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't handle this. Situation. God, like, don't worry. You're protected. You're provided for. And I got you. And Boaz said that. So when Boaz was saying that to Ruth, that was God saying that to Ruth through Boaz. The same way when Ruth was saying that to Naomi, that was God saying that to Naomi through Ruth. God talked through other people to get our attention, and we must understand that. So she don't have to go nowhere else. She can get as much as she wants, 
She can stay as long as she wants. She don't have to worry about nobody messing with her. She can eat what she wants. She can drink what she wants. She can chill what she wants. God has set her up in a situation. He, because they was not giving into their pain, even though they were experiencing their pain, they was feeling their pain, they was not giving into their pain, God was able to take care of them and continue to take care of them. And in verse 10, we're going to stop on verse 10 and we're going to move further another day. I said this is going to be four series, but it ended up might be in a five series because there's so much information that I want to give in this series. Um, in verse 10, it says, This she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, why have I found grace in thy eye that thou shouldst take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? So it blew her mind. And that's what God does. He blow our minds when he do all the things he do for it. But it blew her mind. She's like, you don't know me. But yet you give me such help. You, you don't know me. But you have such concern for me. You don't know me. But you are there to meet my needs. Because God had him there to meet her needs for that she can meet Naomi needs for he can meet Naomi needs. And it blew her mind. And anytime God comes in our life and start doing what God does, because the only person that can do what God does is God, it blows our mind. And if it don't blow your mind, then you're not seeing God. So I'm going to stop here today and we'll move on to the next podcast, which will be the fourth podcast, where we're going to continue to talk about from pain to gain. But now the pain is over. Now we're talking about the gain. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for tuning in to this podcast. And hopefully you're getting excited about this as I am excited about this. And hopefully that you are following this because it's a lot of information. And I want to thank God for just his blessings and his wonders in our lives and how we can always count on him no matter what the situation is. And we just have to continue to move forward, whether we know that we are moving forward in his direction or we're not. We're, our heart is telling us to move in this direction and we trust in our heart and we do what God is telling us to do. In the name of your beloved son, Jesus Christ, amen.